When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Welcome to another edition of the Bandwagon Podcast, and today I'm joined with uh, one of my mates, really, um, a really, really deep, deep guy, uh, got his fingers in a lot of pies, uh, metaphorically, hopefully. Um, <laughs> his name's uh, Aaron Deep Singh. Aaron, yeah. how are you, mate? Good, bro. Thanks for having me on here, you know. You know, <laughs> sometimes, literally, I've got my fingers in loads of pies, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> well... But, um, yeah, no, just um, thanks for having me. I really, you know, I've been watching you guys for a while. And uh, even when you started this, I think I messaged you straight away. I said, you know, at some point I want to get on here. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no, it's, I think what it was is, it's, there's a it's like a double-edged sword. It's yeah. um, like there's loads of people who I want to kind of like interview. Um, yeah. But you got to kind of give them a little bit of audience. So you got to kind of build it up constructively. So I started this out as like, I don't give a shit of how many people watch this and all that, which I yeah. still do. I still have that kind of thing. But then at the same time, it's, it's like the the people who you might be interviewing, they may not see it like that. So you're trying to like, you're trying to sort it out for them as well at the same time. So I think we just, uh, uh, I'm just at a point where I kind of like peak in this, um, this little bit out, this little phase. I might have to take a break in a couple of weeks, man. I'm getting knackered because people are, people are messaging me saying, you're on 19 episodes or 20 episodes. I ain't even had a chance to watch this one, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, look, man, it's, it's there. You ain't going anywhere. No. So just t- taking your time. So you, yeah. you've got you've got your own podcast as well. Is that right? So some of the things um, that I know started a podcast called Discuss Sing. Um, uh, clever, and we, clever. And uh, all we do, <laughs> yeah, all we do is talk about uh, football. And... Um, just uh, they started it and just like about I think a few weeks into it uh, I, ha- I posted a story on my Instagram one of the things follows me and uh, it's about Grealish and uh, him being linked to City and I was like you know what you just you're just buying him just because they don't want anybody else to buy him and they like that and so they thought they said you want to join the team and I was like boom so since then we just it's just nice having some things just to talk about football with you know like um Sometimes in we're in Sangat, it's very difficult to find that sort of crowd as well. So it just it's really it's like an, it's a nice vice for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, like to be honest, going back to Grealish, uh, I think that the bids are apparently gone in today or, or whatever. Um, if he goes, 
it's fine. It, the, the, yeah, Chelsea did this before. Yeah, you know this is this a new territory, but good luck to them all in it. Yeah, uh, especially uh, Man United, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I hope everyone else loses. So yeah, you know I mean? of who do you I'm, support, Aaron? United, Manchester United. Good, good lad. Yeah. I knew I always liked you for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you know what? It's all, it's just, you know, since the Cantona put his collars up, you know what I mean? I, I walked into school putting my collars up. You know, that yeah. collar that way and the one down, the sharp t shirt. It was always about the arrogance. You know, he's still like my favorite player. So, like in, mm. in my old studio, yeah, you know, because obviously this is a new studio. Yeah. Um, I have nice, like by the way. I like the funky so. lights, man. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a side picture of Cantona from his. Uh, 97 um, FA Cup final goal, uh, yeah. goal against uh, Liverpool. So that is a, always a particular favourite of mine. Yeah. So you, you started this kind of podcast. And so how, how, how have you found that uh, that experience of where uh, you're able to talk about things, but you almost, you almost kind of get prepared to be shut down, especially with football is so emotive and, you know, even your mates have got different opinions and you just, you know, it's going to end up in an argument anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, that's the I think you know with football because it's personal but it's not personal you know it's like when we're talking about football it's personal but it's not you know so we get to like say your team is this and you know we're the best but then it's not afterwards it's not personal you know and some people do take it personally don't, don't get me wrong you know Liverpool fans yeah <laughs> but there are some United and Liverpool fans that take it really personally and you know fair play to them you know they love it and they love the game and you know We've all got hobbies and interests, but I think that's one thing that I love about football. And I'm talking about with the other things. One of them's a Chelsea fan. One of them's an Arsenal fan. Um, we're all we all got the common. We all we all got that in common that we're sings, you know. And I think pretty much everyone is Amritari on there, you know. Um, if I'm, yeah, I think I think I think so. But for us, it's it was just like a godsend. Like everybody just lives in a different place, but we all Monday night we just put the podcast on and we just have a chat about football and the, just last week we spoke about the star in football and mm. um and when we were talking <laughs> it was quite funny like I, I just said like why aren't there enough things playing football now we've been here for a few generations isn't it and um like that's what we need to do as like a community we need to get our you know players there we need to get we need to have a few premier league players man and and i was talking about yan danda as well you know and then somebody else mentioned it as well that even though I'm a United fan, him playing for Liverpool, I'd back him all the way. Mm. You know, you got to back him. Mm. Absolutely, you know. Um, so the, is this conversation like this? You know, it's really nice and therapeutic as well. Yeah, I know? think what was interesting today was uh, Southgate mm. came out with a statement of saying, you know, it's, I'm, I'll probably paraphrase this tragically wrong, but he was saying like, you know, the conversations have gone between like, uh, black representation in the game and racism stuff and they've neglected the South Asian population of trying to why isn't that happening so what you say is, is topical I think like I've had like Punjabi villains on 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 here uh, yeah. on the podcast and you know they're doing cr uh, you know crazy amount of good work of trying to get the uh, the subject matter raised as well and from um, you have like other supporters groups you have Punjabi Spurs etc I think what it comes down to as well, also after that discussion I had, um, was how many how, how many kind of upper scouts are there as well? 
Yeah. How many? I feel there's a two-way street here now. Like, how many parents are pushing actively to get into that uh, to play that? You're seeing less and less kids playing football on the street. You're seeing less and less people, kids playing football in the field. I drop my kids off at school. No one's playing there. Whereas when I used to go to school, everyone in the playground was playing it. So you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I I I think it's almost becoming a bit like a a privileged sport. You go, you, the kids are going to these football clubs, uh, classes on a weekend. You know, they're expensive. You're talking about 35, 40 quid a month to, to kind of like keep doing this every, every Saturday. And, uh, you know, you know, it is a bit, I, I, I feel, if you go, even if you play five aside, you're looking at breaking at least a fiver per game anyway. Yeah. So, you know, not everybody has access to those kind of funds. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely... I agree with that, and it's. I think with all sport, that's becoming a problem. I know I had that problem when I was a kid with cricket. You know, um, I was I was doing well. Um, I played for Ealing for a little while, and then I got a trial at Middlesex. This is about thirteen or fourteen, yeah. Um, but I remember it was just like going because I I would take the tube, yeah. I was about thirteen, fourteen, asking my dad, you know, can I have train ticket, you know money and then can I pay 80 pound for a the academy course and when I got there I remember you know what here's a funny one I used to watch EastEnders yeah when I got when I got to Ealing Cricket Club uh, you know you're trying to make friends and stuff I said to one of the kids oh did you see this on EastEnders the other they go you watch EastEnders you know like even the kids were posh you know they didn't watch soaps in it <laughs> I was like and that really like when I came home and I then they said oh you need all whites you know because I didn't have whites at that time yeah Came home and I was like, Mom and Dad, I need whites and I needed my own cricket set. I don't have a cricket set in it. And they were like, We've, you know, spent 80 pounds on thingy. We've given you travel fare every day. And now you need a cricket set, which is 100 or something. Plus, you need um, your whites, you know? Mm. Already, that's a lot of money. And that's the basics of cricket. <laughs> yeah. The basics of cricket. But yeah, it's, it's just like, that's the, you know, like the most simplest thing in cricket. You need whites, you need a cricket set. And you need other players, and and you need other people to be on it. So how are you ever going to get into cricket? How, you know. So how did you get in? How did you get into the game? So I, I was playing really well, um, and then I would go. You know, in Southall Park, there's always a game on, and I was always trying to get into like playing. My my dad used to take me mostly. My dad used to like doing a round, and he said, "Chal tu kheda lai thene," and then so I actively went a lot. Um, then I really liked cricket. Like, I'd watch every single match, you know. I'd listen to the commentators carefully, them talking about off spin and leg spin and batting and, you know, having the bat against your leg. And then, you know, like, every single... I, I remembered it. And then I tried to implement it when I was playing. And then my dad listened to what I was saying, you know. Like, I said, Dad, I think he's going to do this in the next poll, in the next delivery. And then he would be like... And then if that happened, he'd be like, wow, you know, like... So he, he believed, he always supported me. He believed it. He's like, you know what? You could do something. And that's it. And I just played. And um, I just, kept, I believed in myself. I, you know, I could do it. Um, and to be honest, I can't remember why I didn't follow through. Um, I think GCSEs came up and um, I didn't get the Middlesex trial, you know. And then um, you know, Ealing was, so in year 10, Ealing Cricket Club was on in the summer. So I did it in the summer, the academy. I improved a lot. The coach spoke to my dad. The coach was like, you know, um, you know, make sure he comes back next year because the winter, nothing happens. You know, that's another thing with cricket. Mm. Unless you train on your own, there was no clubs. 
because it's winter and no one's playing indoor. No one was doing nothing, you know. Um, and then you'd wait till almost till April time before you started playing again, you know. So there's a lot of problems with cricket. I know we were talking about football as well, but um, that's just my experience. And then when when it came around the following year, year 11, I got one trial in about, I think it was April, and then my GCSEs kicked in and for some reason I never went back to cricket, you know. Um, went straight into sixth form after that. And then I played like a handful of times since then. And it's just, uh, you know, it's been nice, but you always look back and you think, you know, well, what went wrong? Could I have actually been a cricketer? Mm. That's just an example, isn't it, of just just it costs and just like circumstances. You know, we don't we're not paying attention to. Um, I think more than ever, we need to start paying attention to little details like things that we're picking up about our youngsters because we need to get them on. They need to be starting for England. You know, they a sing should be. We're going back to football. A sing should be for me. We've been here since the 1960s, 70s, yeah? 80s week yellow, innit? Yeah? Why isn't there a single playing for England? Why isn't there Indian playing for England? Why isn't there I mean, Asian? You know, I like... Mean, I mean, Monty, yeah, yeah, I think Monty was like... I thought that was the bit where, bang, doors are broken down and then and then open for... But there hasn't, it hasn't really necessarily kicked on. I mean, to be honest, I could be chatting shit because I don't... I I don't mind watching like I don't mind playing cricket. Yeah. Watching it is tough sometimes. I've I've been to the games to watch it. <laughs> and I've been it's been more about the session and that's what it's been about. <laughs> rather than anything. You know about. what? Did he go to the test or did you go to the one day? Or twenty oh, twenty? I think so. I think it's twenty twenty. Were they wearing were they wearing white clothes or coloured clothes? Coloured clothes. Clothes, all right. That's the no. Then you. I watched. I went to Old Trafford. It was it was England India. Yeah. I think Tadoka was playing and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was more like, I was like, oh yeah, I saw him play. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, but yeah, I think what I didn't realize was the amount of people who hang outside the stadium. So yeah. you, you get in and everyone's running around there, just <laughs> good lads. <Yeah>. Man. <laughs> but that was yeah. in Manchester. Yeah. The coach trip was wicked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cricket's one of those ones where. You know they're trying to they they they're always trying to bring in newer concepts and I think you've got kind of the old school to still trying to hang on to kind of test test cricket yeah. to have it that kind of pure pure way. Mm-hmm. I mean generally watch like at the moment Olympics on. I haven't even had time to watch any of that. I haven't watched it. Um, someone asked me today actually, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> there's Olympics on. You know what the the Euros did it done it for me. Yeah. It just took like a lot of energy out of me. Yeah. Um, I was back in England, you know, and obviously. Did you go to the final? I didn't go to the final. I thought you had, I thought you had undercut. I thought, I definitely saw you trying to, thought it was you trying to break down some of the barriers to get in. No, no, they didn't let me in, man. I tried. They just, I was the first, I was the one taken down first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't have made it up the stairs. Listen, I went to Shoreditch, yeah. <laughs> I went, I went to Shoreditch, yeah. You can start to go to the other point, honey. Ticket they launched there, yeah. So we had a, a a few seats booked at Shoreditch, and um, do you know what? It was good, but you know what? I fe- I went to England, Germany, at Wembley, yeah. And I got to say, all the fans were lovely to me, brilliant. And I'm talking on a racial aspect, you know. The final. Yeah, 
on the tube on the way there uh, not even actually the tube was fine when i got off the tube and i walked we were walking to the place where we were going to go watch the game yeah and i think it was some geordies yeah um just a bit of you know like so there's one guy he goes um looked at me and he went like that did it you know like my juda my the mala in it and i was like oh shit you know like you know this is going to be and there's loads of them you know they there <laughs> mm. and it England about win because this is going to be effed up <laughs> yeah and um as soon as what you know when he missed that penalty i was just i was because pickford saved dorginio's penalty yeah dorginio don't miss penalties yeah yeah I said that I was I was watching that with him. Yeah, and I believed that's the first time I believed in that penalty shootout that you know what that lasted 2 3 seconds because I think he missed again I don't know who it was yeah Saka and it was over but as soon as that happened everybody we were all like oh, shit I literally about 5 seconds later I thought you know what we need to get the hell out of it. Yeah, I said that yeah. to, I was I was watching it with my missus yeah I was like I don't I think it's been missed but just before Rashford and Sancho came on Yeah. They were trying to get him on the pitch and the ball went out of play and they missed the opportunity at that bit. Yeah. So they literally came on with seconds to go. I don't yeah. think even just oh, sorry, even even that having um a, cu- a couple of touches of the ball. Yeah. Even having a couple of touches of the ball would have made I reckon would have made a bit of a difference because you know when you you're getting used to the weight of the ball. Yeah. Well, just the general in it, you you kind of get the atmosphere. It's very hard to be a sub to come on and get the right tempo. I mean, even if you're going to take one kick, yeah. but you could you <clears throat> you could see because when I was trying to explain, I was like, I was trying to say, I was like, Rashford's ki- Rashford's run up wasn't a natural run up that what he does for United properly, and the crowd went extra quiet, and he took a couple of more steps than he normally did, and he you you just knew as soon as he hit it, that ain't going anywhere. You know what when when he is taking that run up I said to my mate I grabbed his arm I go what's he doing why is he doing that run up yeah, yeah. it's pogba he, he he copied pogba didn't he? well one, one or the other and it really pissed me off because when I saw it I was like oh, I don't know I mean like look anyone's going to miss a penalty and stuff like that but you want to at least let the keeper save it and that you know it was a bit of a Well, you know, the things. You know what? I don't I don't blame the penalties that much. And yeah. everybody spoke about the penalties a lot. I blame Southgate a lot. A lot because I think a lot of people got it twisted. For me, they think Southgate carried the team to the final. He's done us proud blah blah blah. I don't believe that at all. I think the team was so good. The squad was so good. It carried Southgate to the final, yeah? And in the final, England went up early and all he did was defend. And in the first half, he thought, let me get to the uh, let me get to the half time. Then it was like, let me get to full time. Then it was like, let me get to penalties. He had a superstar bench. You know what Mancini was the one making the substitution. I think what happened was, and you could normally see just through my own experience, is that it was a bit similar to the Denmark game. I think it was a Denmark or one, I can't yeah. remember which game. Basically, where they scored too early. Because yeah. if you score too early, all your game plan is gone. automatically you're going to the next phase of saying what we're going to do how we're going to play so they were naturally bringing italy onto them mm. and I, and i think they didn't have i think there was a couple of decisions which i didn't understand mount was on the pitch for too long 
Oh my! The, the whole tournament. He, 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 he was gunned in the final, yeah. and um, I, I don't think he was brave enough to take Sterling off because he had a shocker from where he was trying to link up the player from midfield to strike. I, I think he had a terrible game. I think yeah. they should have made the subs. He should have made the subs a lot early, and actually yeah. gone for it a little bit more. Because you don't mind if you if you have a goal and you lose. It's when you don't try and you lose. That's where it's that's where it's extra kind of good. Because you ain't. I mean. It, those set of circumstances, getting to the final at home, Wembley. It's you know how many how many times are you ever going to have that in your life? Nah, he, you know what? He could have finished them off. Grealish never got ninety minutes in a game. You know, Mount was he liked Mount. It's obvious that he he loves Mount. Yeah, and it's obvious to me that he didn't like Grealish in the England Germany game. As soon as halftime hit, and it was quite like mundane for a little while. Yeah, and the crowd started chanting, uh, chanting, uh, super, super, Jack, super. Yeah, and then, um, I think Germany had the ball and we started booing. Yeah, and then, uh, someone shouted at Gareth Southgate, I saw this. Yeah, said, Boy, put Jack on, put him on, you know, who? like that. Yeah, and then everyone jumped on it, Jack, 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 went like Jack, like no one saw this on TV. I saw it afterwards. Yeah, because I was trying to look for myself on TV. I, I didn't, I didn't even watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got the I got the time I got like admit it I got the timings wrong. I was yeah. my, I, went, I was with my boy son yeah so we booked like a, a restaurant that we were trying to uh, see. I thought the game was at eight o'clock, so I booked the table at five, thinking we'll eat here, go home, watch ready for the game at eight o'clock. So I'm sitting there now. Food's uh, food is like just had the starters. And I could hear someone going, oh, man, he should have headed that. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Who's playing the earlier game? I looked at my, I looked at my phone. It said half-time England-Germany. <laughs> I was like, oh, I missed it. I thought it was a different game. And I was, oh, yeah. it's quite embarrassing, really. He was, we were shouting at him, yeah? And then I li- when Jack came on, I literally think, I genuinely believe at that time, I was believing that the reason why he's put him on is because we're shouting at him. Yeah, even look back at one point, someone I think someone swore at him, yeah, saying, Oh, he put fucking Jack on like that, yeah, and he wrote me like that, <laughs> yeah. And I know what I saw in it. This went on the TV cameras, in it, and the pundits didn't say it. The pundits said, Oh, you know, we had the game for 70 minutes, and then he put Jack on, but it didn't feel like that, you know, <laughs> it felt like the crowd just said, If you don't put Jack on, we're gonna rush you right yeah, now. Yeah, so it's always getting a battery, yeah, so but, um, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying. So, like, obviously, this, this this whole football podcast thing is obviously like it's getting it's getting bigger and bigger. And how many episodes are you in now? Is it like I is think, it a new bin or? I think no, we've done twelve. Okay. Yeah, um, minimum twelve because I know I said I think it's more, um, and we just did a really good one on on the, the star, and in um, football, yeah, and uh, like one of the questions that I, I cheekily put this out there just to be the other guy, and I was like. What if the what if we tried to really big the mala, you know? <laughs> yeah, and um, like we scored a header, you know, like and then the the government says you know you can't wear the mala in the game, yeah, and it's a possibility, you're right. Has that and, been uh, has it been discussed as far as as you know? Because I know there's never people. it's never been never because it's never got to that. So and I said like it could potentially get to that, and then one of the things turned around and said well. Um, we'll get offside quicker as well. 
<laughs> so <laughs> it is like it goes both ways. There's gonna be all the six strikers are gonna be getting offside. Yeah, Grant's gonna get pissed off saying, you know. But it was basically we spoke about a lot of the sports stars like Harbhajan Singh, who had gone and worn Batke, you know, and they wore Batke because they were under pressure too, you know, because they still have to wear a hat. Where, whereas this is our crown, you know, and we shouldn't need to wear little Batke with Julian. When India's hockey team was at its peak and won, you know, the World Cup, I think the gold medal at the Olympics as well, the whole team was Singhs. But they were told, you know, very clearly that they got to wear Jude, you know, they couldn't wear the Malle. And um, and it, that's, gone, that's gone missing. Like, it's just become a norm now, you know, to assume that a Singh that plays sports just wears a Patka and does his Jura, you know. It's okay for a Singh to play sports and to have the Malle on, to have the star on, you know, and not have a Topi on, you know. Um, so that was, it was, it's a really good one. I'll, I'll send you the link afterwards as well. Um, and, um, it was really, it started off very nicely, but it got really personal and emotional. You know, when you tie the star on your head, yeah, it's, it's different. You know, when you, when you turn, put the mala on and, you know, with us, we put uh, this, uh, you know, kirpan on, you know, kanga it's emotional thing, man. So I'm playing sports, you know, um, it, it, that's what we spoke about. And I think it's really important that, you know, I'd love to see, for me, I'd love to see, you know, because United fan as well, I'd love to see an Amritari, you know, sing playing for Manchester United. What, a, what an amazing thing that would be for me personally. And like, you know, with his Damala, you know, he, he still protected himself, you know, like, as in, I'm still a sing, you know, and he's not wearing a good, or he's not making, he's not wearing a good tee, or he's not changed, or, you know, he's, he's got sing at the back of his t-shirt, you know, Carlsa, you know, like, these things are so, you know, it's like a dream, you know, and these are the things we spoke about. And when we spoke, we're speaking about football, obviously, we love football, but we were speaking about how are we going to encourage the younger generation and educate them, and hopefully that podcast can start something in where all the young professional athletes that are coming up now and that are sings, you know, or want to be sings one day. And I, they don't think, even the ones that want to be sings one day may think, you know what, I'm, I'm coming into sports now. I don't want to be, I want to just get into the team. You know, the, the mark, they took a long on it. You know, like, oh, you know what, I don't know. Shall I, should I just be a trim sing? You know, like, I don't know. You know, like, whatever you, the thoughts that go through your head, because you just want to get onto that team. I think, John, I'll keep my case afterwards or, you know, these are normal thoughts, but it's yeah. about saying to them, you know what, you can be who you are and represent and play football, play cricket or play what you rugby, whatever you want to play, you know, and it's so important for us. And I think I I wish, I really wish that I could get to see, you know, a, a sing playing for football, playing for Man United, playing for England. Even Liverpool, I'll be honest with you. If, if you know, a Singh, Amritari Singh plays for Liverpool, uh, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, whoever, you know, I want to see it. I would love to see it. And I think it sh we, sh we really need to start uh, pushing our youth and educating them to do that. I think it's, it should have happened by now. You know, it should have happened by now. There's a lot of us. 
there's so many Sikhs in the country now, you know? Um, and, they, and we love sports. Naturally, a lot of us love sports. You know, it's in our genetics. We've inherited it, you know? Um, we're, so I, I definitely want to... It goes back to all the way back to Guru Hargobind Sahib They love wrestling. They loved watching wrestling. They've even written it um, in one of the grants. I can't remember right now. And even Guru Angad Dev Ji. So it's, it's, in our, it's in our blood, man. You know, competing and being the best, you know, and sportsmanship. You know, we get to display our qualities through sports as well, you know, and represent who we are. So, yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's a bit emotional there, but no, no, you know, no. It's, 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 I mean, it's just the evolution of a, of a conversation, isn't it? So, like, these are the these are the barriers, and these are the. It, I think what's important is to actually speak about these things. Yeah, you could be totally, we, you, you could be totally wrong, or you could be misinformed. But unless you get the conversation going, yeah, yeah, you know, it's about educating and understanding, which is and learning, which is the most important. So, so yeah, you've got these ventures, but you've also got a new event, a new venture as well, haven't you? Yeah. Can you just because oh. I've I've seen some of your social media posts and I was like, oh, what's he doing now? So like, I ain't gonna <laughs> I, I, you you educate me now what you're doing. All right, so I make aloo tikis full time for a living. <laughs> Are you ready? No, no, no. There's, no, your, no. there's your promotion clip in it. No, no, no. <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't. I was, look, there's loads of caterers out there, 100% fine. I just didn't expect that sentence to come in at that time from you. <laughs> you know what it is? Shall I tell you the story? Yeah, you go for it, go for it. Do you know what? I love our looting keys, isn't it? That's how it starts. Yeah. Uh, look, I ain't gonna say it, but it's, it's you know, I can just I can hear Simon in my head right now. You know, if Simon was sitting here, yeah, DJ Frenzy. Sorry, guys. Uh, he'd be like, Yeah, you are a little dicky, innit? <laughs> just serious, boys. Yeah, basically, here is the situation. <laughs> you know what? When I was a kid, when we used to go to India, yeah, Mogga, Punjab, um. Mum used to go to the suit shops, you know, with dad. Dad had the wallet. Mum had, you know, the vision. <laughs> the, the, it used to be the standard one. It? Like, you pick what you want. When the bill yeah. comes, I'll come then. Yeah. <laughs> Mum had the vision. Dad had the wallet. And, it, yeah. and uh, there's a place called Bargali in Moga. So those of you that are watching this and know, will know Bar I'm from Moga, will know Bargali. And in when you go to that, in the middle of suit shops, there's a alutiki stand, yeah. And what all the suit shops do is, when anybody like with a bit of money or they think has a bit of money comes in, they get them an alutiki plate from that place, yeah. <laughs> and before you've even sat down, you've got alutiki in your hands, you know, like a whole chart, and it's banging. So yeah. this is was it at this point where you used to say to your dad. I'll call you like I'll do a hang around with mom now because if you go to different suit shops, you're gonna get Aldo Tiki from each. Of, is that right? Is that have I guessed it? Kind of, yeah. So we had a one, <laughs> we had one favorite, yeah. It's called Jagdish Taylor. Yeah. And um, and he knew the family, and you know, so we had to go to him out courtesy as well. Yeah. Uh, straight away he turned up with the gave us two plates each in it. Yeah. Uh, no, two plates, like one plate each. Yeah. 
<laughs> There's so many jokes that everyone can do right now. I don't care. Um, and then we were eating it. It's so nice. It literally was the best olive tikki in the world. Maybe because it's free. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because it's so tasty. Yeah. And then I got it. I got it. We'd buy the suit. Yeah. You know what you say? Even food's free. Yeah. Even food's free. It's banging, like, isn't it? When you have toast at someone else's house, it's the best. Yeah. Someone else's chips always taste better. Yeah. <laughs> but when you make it yourself, or when you pay for it, yeah, it's not quite there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know. <laughs> when, so anyway, this alu tikki chart comes out. You're like, wow, you know, because <laughs> you don't really think about alu tikki, isn't it? You're just you think about something else, or you know, whatever fish pagodi. I don't know. Um, <laughs> huh? Like, you're worried about your nap. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to take two minutes, one before the other dicky one after. <laughs> okay. I'm, look, I'm, I'm not, not laughing at I'm not laughing at my own jokes. I'm just laughing at the vision in my head, honestly. Alright. So basically, yeah. I'm eating it now. <laughs> yeah. Which how many? <laughs> probably loads. Yeah. And this happened every time we went there, innit? And but they were, they were absolutely amazing. And then I didn't go to India for about 10 years, innit? When I went back and I thought, you know what, I want the alu tikki. And you know how when you have a memory as a kid, you know, and then you revisit it and so you mess it up for yourself. Yeah. Uh, like I did it with Power Rangers. Yeah, I watched it back and I thought, what the hell was I watching? You know? Uh, wish I didn't do that. Love Power Rangers still. Um, anyway, went back to the Zalutiki place. Yeah. It was still banging. And this guy had a whole shop. He had two, he had an outside stool, gazebo, everything. Yeah. With Tiki <laughs> at the top. And then I asked him, I said, what's the recipe in it? Yeah. And um, he goes, I'm not a Lula Pala either. ਛੋਲੇ <laughs> Why is this so amazing, isn't it? And he he's didn't put, tell me. He's putting crack cocaine in, basically. Yeah, he, prob- he probably is, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, when I got back, um, it was on my head, you know, that Alu Tiki's banging. Anyway, COVID hit. Yeah. So, this is, COVID. This is it. so all of a sudden, we've, we're back to we're back last year. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it was yeah. like, fuck me, man. I was like, one minute, I'm sitting in the, I'm, I'm sitting in the Giza shop. And all yeah. of a sudden, COVID's come. I was like, hey. Yeah. No, so basically, after India, <coughs> yeah, I've come back. Some time has passed. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, COVID, the pandemic, COVID nineteen, you know, and these anti vaxxers have popped out from you know everything's come out, you know, and uh, uh, what's it called? I got it straight away, you know, lost my taste, smell, all of that stuff. Anyway, when I got it back, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me guess, the, the, your taste, yeah. It was like eating food for the first time. Yeah. 
And what I started doing was everybody started cooking, but I, I used to cook anyway. Yeah. I used to cook um, like dal and sabjiya, I could make roti, you know, things like that. Yeah. And I was like, mom said, um, I said to mom, I said, mom, should we make aloo tiki? Because we didn't know, we had samosa, we'd, we'd done like the menu, innit? the vegetarian menu that you can do. <laughs> and um, she's like, yeah, I'll make it. She made it. And I was like, mom, that tastes like bagli. Yeah. And I, I was like, and she tasted, she's like, yeah, it does. And I said, dad, what do you reckon? And he's like, yeah, that does taste like bagli, innit? And I was like, oh, no joke. If that, I'm telling you, if I get, if I sell, I can sell this, you know? And uh, they were like, yeah, you know, <laughs> sarcastically, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I, I genuinely believe that I, there's a market for this, innit? No one's doing tiki. Everyone does small sale and that's it. And if you're meat, then it, you're, it's either the only veg thing you'll have is small and pakore max. And then um, you're jumping onto wings and pakore, chicken pakore and chicken butter chicken or whatever in it. So I said, this is a brand new dish. Veganism kicking in and it's vegan. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I can sell this dish to these gore. <laughs> yeah. And um, then I just, then I allowed it. I thought minor, you know, like, you know, when you have a vision, you think I'm going to be businessman. I'm going to, you know, like then you just forget about it. it? Two minutes later, you know, on to the next one, isn't it? I'm yeah. going to open up a shop that sells, you know, um, I don't know, you know, what, what have I got here? You know, hand sanitizers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going to make my own hand sanitizer. You know how up on here, you know, they're always making up Living new ideas that somebody else's. Yeah. So anyway, so what happened? Stolen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then I had some a family come over, innit? and I said, you know what? Let's just do some aloo tikis instead of the standard, innit? So I made them. They were like, whoa. Yeah. Then they had family coming over from Birmingham. They said to me, Andy, do you mind if you can quickly make us some, some of those aloo tikis? I was like, yeah, no problem, man. No worries. And I made them for made it for them. I said, did they like it? Boom. Then they asked me again. I said, listen, I can't do it, man. I've got like work, I've got a job, I've got family, you know. I've got bills to pay, you know, like, uh, you know, I've got a Kabaddi tournament to go to, you know, I'm joking. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just, I said, like, come on, man. So they said, we'll pay you for it. I said, no, I don't want your money. Like, All right, I'll make it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want your money. It. I'll make it. I, 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 and I'll have your money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's basically what happened. Yeah. <laughs> then I gave it to my friends. Yeah. Then I, then I saw um, my brother-in-law and his, <laughs> my cousin's sister. They own a company called um, Swag. I don't know if you've seen it. They'd make ice cream rolls at weddings. It's like a little cart thing. And I thought, I'd love to have my own little cart at weddings, Aludiki. And I thought, hold on, I can make Aludiki live at weddings. I think that'd be a nice little thing, right? And that's where I started. You know, that was it. And then from there, and I just, I started thinking, then I, I even like, I even went to Gurdwara, asked like, Maharaj, I go, Maharaj, what do you reckon of this, innit? Like I speak, I try to speak to God. Like I have, well, this may come to a surprise with some of you lot, yeah? But I have conversations with Maharaj, you know? I genuinely like, so Maharaj, should I do this? Should I do that? And then somehow Maharaj always answers me, you know? Um, so I was like, yeah, Maharaj, should I do this, innit? You know, this, that, the other, innit? And uh, then I remember once the hook of Nawa came, you know, something was like, he, you know, if, you know, Maharaj is always with you, you know, like, and I just took that as, 
you know what? He's supporting me. He's backing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, go for it. You go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you go. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, so Satagura Piara, Mere Naal Hai, Jithe Kithe, Vidu Lair, Should I get it? That shot with a weird it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I ain't going to say no. I, I'm, 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 I can't recite by no, like that there, but I'm sure I've heard it. So Satagura Piara, Mere Naal Hai. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jithe Kithe. Yeah. Wherever in it, Minu, wherever I go in it. So that's not like obviously ask the sons and ask everyone like legitly, but that's how my brief explanation. Um, sorry if I made any mistakes. You got to be very clear on this sort of stuff. So sorry about that. Um, and then I just thought, yeah, let's go for it, you know. And then um, then I just came up with a name. The, my granddad's name was um, like everybody called him Chachaji, yeah. And I went. First, I asked my mom. I said, "Mom, can I call it after you?" Because my mom gave me the recipe. She goes, "No, you made best. You got Yeah. <laughs> and I went, "No." I said, "Mom, it's like it's a boom recipe, and I want to call it after you. Your it's kitchen, a, isn't it?" It's a boom. And she goes, "No, you're just gonna do my best." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I, then I went to my dad, and. Um, it just makes sense. My dad's got a long name, innit? I'm not, not going to say my mom and dad's name on it. Uh, I'll tell you afterwards, innit? It's probably really funny. I'll put it yeah. in the description. Oh, nah, I, I see my eyes are killing me, man. No, I told, no. I told, this guy is a stand-up comedian in the making, trust me. Bro, do you know what? Actually, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I should do this, you know. All right, my dad's nickname, yeah, from his mom's side is Johnny. Yeah, so I thought Johnny's Kitchen. They didn't sound right. <laughs> so I thought, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> then I went to my grandparents. Yeah. Then I put BB's. Then I put um, um, my granddad, Ajita's. I thought, nah, it doesn't make sense. And then my my nana, they call, everybody called him Jatajin. He was a huge impact in my life. You know, he taught us Japji Sahib. He, he taught us, he took us to the Gurdwara. He put Sikhi in us. The reason why me and my cousins have Sikhi in us is because of him. Because when we were little, you know, he taught us Bani. He, he took us to the park every day um, on our days off. He, he just took care of us so much, you know. Um, really, we've never gotten over him going, you know. Just miss him every day. And his name was Chachaji. And all the all my nephews are now calling me Chachaji. Yeah? They're like Aaron Chacha, you know, like this, that, the other. And uh, when I'm in Sangat, all, out of respect, all the kids are going, Chacha Ji, or uh, Chacha, can you help me with this? Or, you know, whatever. And sometimes I help out with, like, Kitty. Well, I did help out with Kitty Sangat. I haven't done it recently. And all the kids were calling me Chacha, innit? So I thought, Chacha, that, I can do that. Then I thought, what can I call it? Chacha Stabba, Chacha Stickies. And then when I said Chacha Zaveli, it just sounded boom, you know? I thought, that's it. It's Chacha Zaveli, innit? Yeah. And then... Um, that's it, man. And then I went live. With, I left my job. I hated where I worked. Um, there was a lot of racism where I worked. You know, I was quite... Um, that's another story as well, you know. It wasn't a great time. But I was working in this big corporate company and it was terrible, you know. Um, and, at, and at that time, my I was really into my... I was, I was just doing a lot of art because I was, I was going through a bit of a depression at that time. It was a really bad time for me. And um, and I just read somewhere like, you know what? 
I've never imagined it. You know, I've always been, you know, I need that safety nine to five. I need my money coming in. You know, I need to know, you know, yeah. not just, thinking, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't want to work for anybody ever again. I don't want to report to no one. And at that time, I felt like that, you know, I just didn't, I just thought, you know what, let's have it. Let's go for it, you know? And then, uh, then in 10 years, 15 years time, I got no regrets, you know? I can say that, you know what, I tried something. At least I did something. At least I tried. At least I can go out saying, you know what, I gave it. I tried, you know? And I tried so many things in the past before, even like trying to learn how to sing. I was learning of uh, Sokinik um, for a little while. And um, it just never went. I never followed things through, you know, and I had so many regrets and I thought, you know what, this is it. This is my last opportunity. I need to do something, you know, that makes me feel good, you know, that I've achieved something and I've always known my potential. I've never, never even surfaced it, never even tried to reach it, you know, and this was it. This is it. You know, what you're seeing now is me just being me and going at it you know, trying to go hard at something, putting my energy into it, my love into it, my dedication into it. And it just turned into something very serious. You know, what started off as something that was a bit of a, a gimmick hmm. was something now very important to me, you know? And I love it. I mean, watch about like <laughs> anyway sorry i couldn't help it but because i do i do love it yeah i i just went tight and then since then you know like you know mara just get fun man you know like a lot of people showed me love straight away they shared my profile i asked them to but you know people you know it's up to them if they want to yeah you know? and they did some people bought off me just you know out of respect and some people bought off me just thinking, you know what, is my friend going to help him out? <clears throat> it's not going to work, but I'll buy off him. You know, he's my friend. Yeah. Yeah. But watching them eat the alutiki and watching their faces change. Yeah. And being like, hold on, this is actually really nice. You know? So what, what, and, what is it now? Is it, is it a shop that you got now? Or is it just all from it's a delivery? It's a food delivery service. Where, and where is it just London? It's just London. But I've done, I've gone as far as Watford. I've actually delivered to Birmingham a couple of times. Yeah. Because um, I had a special request from, um, you know, Baljeet Singh, Pracharik. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's a, a Gurdara called Akal Bunga Sahib. Yeah. And I did the tickies there once. And um, I lot, got a lot of friends in Birmingham, as you know, and uh, Sangat as well. And um, I've, I've been there and I've gone there and we've, you know, reheated it in, like, just my people that I know, like, friends or whatever, and they reheated it, and it's come out still boom, you know. So what, what's the menu? Because, like, I'm the honest, like, I don't like pakore. I don't like... The only mm. thing I like is, like, smosé, vegetarian smosé. Because the other thing is, by the way, this is another rant. You know, people who put meat in smosé, and that, yeah. that is criminal. That, thank you. I don't even... And that, you know, I'm at work and they said, oh, yeah, I'll have a, this meat, so give my samosa. I'm like, what the what fuck the are hell? you talking about, mate? Bro, samosa are not. Are vegetarian. You know, type, different types, yeah. And, oh, and I'm just thinking, that's not a samosa. That is not. It's a, you're disrespecting the dish. You, you are know? making uh, a fried kebab. Yeah. Basically. With pastry. Yeah, with pastry on it. It's that, that shit belongs in Greg's, mate. Not, yeah, it's, it's a battered you know yeah bar, bars, bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. yeah so uh, like 
vegetarian samosa. You know what? You know what? It reminds me of you know, you know that if my grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what it is. That yeah. samosa with meat in it. Yeah, I, I, I hate that, man. It's a, yeah. I know it's a nonsense argument that I'm raising there, but it honestly it winds me up, man. Proper winds. I get it, man. So, like, on so your menu... You try to explain it to them. They're like, oh, it's because you're vegetarian, isn't it? It's because you like veg, you're vegetarian. That's why you're against meat, isn't it? And I'm like, no, no. It's, it's better. I used to eat meat. I know how it tastes like. And I preferred it then as well, you know? Sorry, this is a gory at my old job, isn't it? And... <laughs> Just, like, now we'll just still have the meat one. Okay, well, I'm bored. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Pretty up your ass today, you fucking. Sorry. Cut that bit out, yeah? No, no, I'm not. Okay. Sorry, I'm not saying that, man. Um, um, what was I going to say? No one's trying to say anything. Yeah. 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 You know, I'll, I'll, you're, um... <laughs> oh, God. You, so, you're, yeah, your menu, is it like, look... I'm a layman on this. Well, it's just I look think it's like different flavors you're doing, or what else are you doing, or is it just the one thing? So I'm doing alutiki chart, yeah? yeah, all packed separately, fresh, yeah. Um, I've just added gold guppy to the menu, yeah, and spring rolls, but it's mostly just alutikis, yeah. And the reason why I'm doing that is because nobody knows about alutikis. Everybody knows what a samosa is. If there's a samosa on a plate and an aloo tiki on the plate, everybody picks up the samosa first. Yeah? Go they know what a samosa is. They don't know what aloo tiki is. Nobody else is selling aloo tikis. Like, no, nobody's specializing in it. Yeah? So you, you're, you're, for, you're, you're picking up the flag. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to brand it. I want to get into, I'll be honest with you, like, this is a vision I have. Aaron I want, I want, I want, I want, you know, alutiki kits. You know, you get food kits. I want yeah. them in your local shop with Jatas of Italy on it. And I'm on it right now. You know, that's the plan. And I'm telling you, it's, it's so nice. Like, I'll, I'm going to give you some anyway. You know, whenever I see you, I'm definitely going to give you some. Uh, you know what? In your next podcast, I'll record it and just just to get your live reaction. Look, you know? look I always remember who gave you the platform first, didn't it? So when you're yeah. rich... Yeah, <laughs> you come back to me and say, Rick, look, you, yeah. it's because of you, yeah. <laughs> dive from the bar and now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dive from Ricky Battle Sharp now, yeah, you know, <laughs> but that it was it, it literally. And you know what? I can't tell you how grateful I am because I've been very, very lucky, mm. and luck is, is, is BS because it's Maharaj, there's no such thing as luck for me. But I have been very blessed. Like, the doors that keep opening. I'm just shocked, man. There's an ITV presenter that follows my page now. And they've had it. And they're like, wow. There's, um, I've got, I got, I've got my events cart booking next week. So I just released, I think you might have seen it. My um, bespoke Alutiki cart, which has like um, a, a full display of, you know, of aloo tikis, chaat, spring rolls, and gold guppe. You know, for like never really... craved aloo tiki like as much yeah. as I do right now. You've you've absolutely smashed it. Anyone who's watching this or listening to it, yeah. oh man, I am I am hungry. Thanks for that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm even started this boot camp, man, and I look look at this bottle of water. I have to keep drinking. <laughs> Bro, you and me both, man. Look, I've got this hot water one. 
Um, but nah, it's it is like you know it's really hot. You know one thing I find really hot is when I'm cooking, and because um, it's alu, yeah, you never you'll always have a few extra dickies left over in it, and they're just sitting there looking at you like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at first I need to check the taste. I need to check the salt. It's all come out. Oh, right, of course, it? of course. So you know, I might end up having two or three just to make the salt. Just to you know, make sure. Everything's on point, mate. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, look. Honestly, oh. fair, fair play, man. Like, well done for bringing this off. And I know, I know, like, uh, uh, you've gone through loads of shit as well. And the way that you, the, the way that you kept focus and going through. And I think you need to go through some adversity to, and that struggle to get where, to get, get to this. So before, before I kind of can't, can't, can't start laughing, but well done to you, mate. Well done. No, man, it's, you know what, I've, I'm very lucky because the people around me don't let me fall. And that's that's including Simon, Frenzy, yeah, he's on there, um, he probably, you know, he's your best mate as well, I know. It's like, it's guys like that, man, it's the, um, I've got a few close friends, you know, we call ourselves Royal Rumble because we cuss each other so much. It's a free-for-all in a WhatsApp group, but <laughs> it's a family, there's about there's five of us yeah and um they didn't let me fall man they did not let me fall every single time i hit a rock bomb once really bad where you know i was i wanted to not live anymore i didn't want to live like i kept saying i kept saying i don't want to live anymore like when i used to go to sleep i used to say i don't want to live you know I just want this over and done with so I can start again, you know, wherever my next life is, you know, maybe I can say it to Maharaj, doesn't Maharaj, I've got it wrong this life, let me just start again, please, I'm sorry, I want, you know, um, and then, to be honest, <clears throat> once I was driving to Birmingham, minute, and uh, I just feel like crashing, man. Do you mean, like, Horrible time, man. Uh, went to Walsall Gurdwara, and uh, I was lucky I got there, man. <laughs> you know, when I went there, I just uh, couldn't stop crying, um, and I was just like, "I oh, just help me, man. Please, just help me. You know, like help me in it." And it's hard to speak about the reason what happened because I can't speak about it at all. Hmm. But it's. It's just like it's horrible, man. Mm, I, I mean, like yeah. <clears throat> coping mechanisms that individuals have is, you know, they're very, especially you know, where I was involved in my world of kind of addiction and that lives that leads onto trauma and counselling and like loads of stuff. Uh, and some things that you think that you've kind of packed away, they get unpacked, and it or something little, little trivial can just start start events and. I think our players community are not used to kind of talking therapies and talking to each other. So it is a bit more of a long battle. Um, Do you know I, what? I've recently, because I'm I've been trying to lose weight for a long time, you know, and I'm just that's another battle I'm I've just I haven't given up on at all. But I have been losing lately and I have felt like giving up recently, you know, very, very recently, in fact, just last Monday. Just had a horrible like mental breakdown because I was just like 
oh, just this ain't gonna happen for you. You're just gonna be fat for the rest of your life, you know. But I'm seeing a I'm seeing a therapist right now, and one of the first things the therapist said to me, she goes, I don't get a lot of guys in here, and I don't get a lot of South Asian guys in here, and I don't get a lot of South Asians in. So that's like I've I've ticked all three of those categories, you know. Um, so her diversity quota is doing well now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was, do you know what? And the best way I can describe it to everyone is, you know what? Everybody needs it. Even like you're chilling, you're happy, you're fine. Maybe once in a month, just go have a chat with somebody that is just dedicated just to you. And that can help process the things that you were recording on a daily basis without us even knowing. We're recording more than ever the most amount of information that we've ever recorded in our history in a day through social media. If we go, if we see 50 stories on the internet at seven o'clock in the morning, yeah, and it's only been a minute, not even sometimes, yeah, we've processed a lot of information, information that we never used to process. Just starting off our day. I remember when the farmers' protest was on. First thing I wanted to do was look, and it's still on. Sorry, that's how that's how that's how mad it is. It's still when when farmers' protest was just happened, and that January, and then the whole January the twenty sixth, where the police said, you know, we're gonna when when they said they're gonna march march into Delhi, and just leading up to that, every day on social media, first waking up, you want because India's time difference is five hours ahead. You wanted to know what was happening. And then starting the day, and you know, it was on your heart, like, oh my God, man, you know? And then you're processing so much. That's just an example, but on a daily basis, we process so much. It is important for us to, um, to speak to someone about how we're feeling and, and, and just, just saying, you know what, let's have a chat. Because you know the person you're having a chat with, yeah? For example, Rick, you got a family. Yeah. And if I was, if I'm your mate, yeah. Say for you're not having a good time, maybe it's family problems. I'd say, nah, your missus is all right, man. Your kids are all right. You know, don't worry, innit? Don't worry. You're the bandha. Ah, so yeah, innit? Yeah. I'll say something like that as a laddish thing, innit? A therapist doesn't care about all of that. You know what a therapist cares about? Rick. They, you, they are team Ricky. They are, with me, they're team Aaron. They don't care about my mom and dad. They don't care about anybody else. They don't care about my friends. They don't care about no one. They're team Arundi, you know? And what's good for Arundi? That's it. The only thing they want in return is money. <laughs> yeah? That's it. And you give it to them, and that's it. They all is. They don't want nothing from you. Yeah? And they only care about you. They're just team Arundi. Dedicated team just for you. You know? We, to thrive in life, yeah, we need a team. Yeah, someone that's just dedicated to us to get things done, you know, and especially in this age, like where we're processing so much information. And that's what I love about this person, this therapist, you know, I can't say it enough. Go and see a therapist. It doesn't matter how much you, how good you are or how bad you are. I'm going to put good and bad in quotation marks because I'm not a fan of those words. Um, but I've just been summarizing it. Yeah. How, if you're feeling, whatever you're doing, just have it once a month, just have a little check-in with someone. More than 
ever in our history as in the of the human race i think we need to do that you know more than ever and someone having someone like that dedicated just for you i think it's the, it's it's just out there you know find someone that you like you know find someone out of your social circles yeah find someone that will get you and and they're out there you know they are out there i believe they're out there now i i you know and i would i definitely i definitely feel like i've so far I've only been there for a few times i've definitely feel like i've benefited yeah. even like with my um like with business decisions yeah so i had like i had some orders come in i had one car hire at the same time yeah i got really anxious because of like i'm running behind time or this that the other i feel like quitting i feel like saying you know what let me cancel this order or let me say i'll do this order next week or let me cancel the car hire you know or maybe i need staff or i'm not doing it well and the therapist just kept saying to me look every single time you feel like that you know find a way to to persevere so how are you going to do that and now that may sound like a basic thing to you yeah because you know that yeah mm-hmm. you know that you need to find a way to persevere but when someone says it out loud to you saying opposite you and it's not just in your head and you're not just talking to yourself it's a bit different yeah. you know sometimes you need someone sitting in front of you stating the obvious you know calling yeah. you out for how it is you know and she she knows that i'm i'm into my sikhi and she's into her sikhi a bit as well Mm. she goes why don't you say ad gure name jugad gure name you know at the start of sukhmani side mm. yeah i hope i got that right man <laughs> but she goes say that or say vaheguru say maraj get me through this point you know and when when you when you've done that you've already made the first step to do what you need to be do you need needs to be done you know and these little things are have really helped me you know like there's hurdles that we create with overthinking and i'm i'm trying to think of more examples that no, how the therapist was out but no i could i could i could share something that um where where i was having that but didn't realize i was having it so when i was a drug worker i worked for the police yeah you know we were dealing with like very very you know hard hard cases where <clears throat> you know you'd get sex workers pregnant getting pimped out uh, funding their drug habits you know really you know I was a very young I was about 20 odd you know 22 23 uh, at that stage mm-hmm. you were getting some really deep deep stuff and it was kind of mandatory at that point that we had to get something called clinical supervision yeah yeah which is where we would go to a complete stranger and if there was any kind of topical any kind of case that stuck in your head but that's where you kind of you had the space to kind of discuss it or anything else going on and at the time i was like you know it, it's fine you know there's nothing uh it is what it is you know i was kind of carefree had a lot more stronger mental resilience at that point yeah i think as you get a little bit older maybe in my experience that's where it starts becoming more fractured especially as you get more responsibilities you get married you have kids you do all the you know job families everything houses those are the things where it starts you know your time away from it kicks in and i i look back on it and i just thought it's such a valuable tool, tool at that time really as a reflective to try and like just dump the stuff there 
pick it up where you, you kind of need to. And um, I wasn't really going to share this bit, but I might as well now. I have um, one of the reasons why I got into the whole addiction uh, field is because of one of my mates. I always, when people used to interview me, I, um, I used to talk about, oh, I got into this because of my mate. And that mate is going through such a shit time at the moment, like one of the worst cases I've ever known. And I've just given you an example of that, you know, something. And I just got found myself knackered listening to him. But, you know, he's sleeping in a park, sleeping in a bus shelter. I've, I've called a lot of the, the, these charities and stuff like that. It really, like, I've got to be careful because it really pissed me off some of the answers that I've got back. The amount of money that these, I ain't going to go down that road yet. Uh, I, I was just left with, like, pulling in some of my contacts that I've got um, to try, try and help out. And I just thought it was, like, one decision took him down that road and I took a different one. You know, you talk about the red pill and the blue pill. It was exactly that kind of scenario. And uh, and I just thought, if, if if I was a younger person, me, I would have a lot more energy to try and try and get this done. But at the moment, you can do only the best you can. And it's 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 horrible when you see somebody at a point where you're trying to help them. And uh, you know, I I had a fucking. 100% death rate for about two years of people I was trying to help. Now they come too too late in the day and there was nothing that you could do. And you can't just baggage that and put it anywhere. You can't, you don't want to tell it to other people because you don't want to, um, you know, they're going through their own shit. So you sometimes you have to bottle it up or you don't, you can't get access to that therapist or you can't. Mm. And, I, and I think I, I, uh, it, it, there comes a point where I got burnt. I've said it before publicly. I've, I got burnt out. I couldn't take that that many stories it really 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 affected me um not to the point where i was still the same person but i was just like really mentally drained yeah. and uh I, you know and just i've just gone off on a tangent really but no 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 i think i think, no, I think no. what you're talking about around the whole therapy thing is such a such a big thing yeah man it's you know what it's what i i know i said this just now as well i just that person is just dedicated to you you know just dedicated the only cares about you and 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 a lot of these feelings are the things that we speak about you know you spoke about bottling things up that's what makes us feel lonely you know and when you're feeling lonely like you can be in a crowd of people but it's a scary time sometimes you know and then because loneliness it is it don't come from being on your own it's become is when your thoughts are just your thoughts, you know, or like you're going through something and it's just you going through it, you know. So the things that you went through listening to, you've gone through it, yeah. And then if somebody else was in your profession, now you've got a person to talk about, <laughs> yeah. But it's a lonely road, you know. What, what are the areas you went through when you you went when I saw a significant change in yourself that you, 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 um, you joined up with basics of sick years well, didn't you and that was do you know do you know what man Maharaj man like I signed that year so I told you I went to the Darbar side after 10 years in it 
and um, then I take my first solo tikkiya after all that time. <laughs> but I also went to Darbar Sahib after ten years, twelve years. It was twelve years. When I went there, it was on the way back in it, uh, Amritsar Airport in it. Yeah. When I got there, I tell you straight, man. When I walk down the stairs and you see the gold bouncing off the sarovar, the goosebumps, and I, I, I just, I was frozen. I was like that, and I was ashamed. I was ashamed of myself, man. I'll be straight with you. I, I was looking. I was thinking, oh my god, like what have I been doing? You know, because. My granddad, he put my mom and my granddad put sicky into me when I was a kid. He, my dad as well, you know. They gave me that upbringing. They gave me a Judah, you know. And um, then I'd forgotten about it completely. I didn't, you know, like it was always in me. I always used to do like part here and there, like Japji Sahib, Chope Sahib. I used to do it, but it wasn't consistent, you know. Um, sometimes I'd go Simran in the mornings at four to five at Park Avenue. But it wasn't consistent. It was just like you know, I feel like being religious today. I'll be religious today. I was going to go missing his birthday. Okay, I'll go Gurdwara. You know, like that. And it was it was in my heart, but I just had it tucked away. But when I went there, I did a das. I said, Maharaj, look, when I come back there, I want to be a Sikh, a proper Sikh. And then in the summer, Jagraj passed away. And on the day Jagraj passed away, I was really upset because. He's somebody who always thought is is down the road. Any time I want to sort my life out, I'll just go to him. It'll be all right. <laughs> I was enjoying his crew, and he had cancer now, and you know he hadn't had long to live. And I felt like I wasted this opportunity because I used to go park up sometimes, sit, like sit there, and he'll start talking about ten minutes, and I'll walk up and go to the local for a mixed grill, you know, or a pint. And um, I know it's only because he started working, like what he was saying. You know, I was really interested, and then I thought, no, no, let's quickly leave. Like the game's on, you know, like whatever. Because mm. it's six o'clock on a Sunday, and then United's playing someone, and the pub atmosphere, you know. Mm. So I just never. But then at that time, I was like, you know what, I need to get back into Sikhi. But so I started doing little things. And then when he passed away, I made a promise again. I said, Maharaj, you know, just bring me to Sikhi that night. I got drunk. <laughs> And I started watching basics videos, and I was just like really emotional. I was with one of my cousins, and uh, he's we both made a promise to each other. We were like, you know, we're gonna come to Sikhi one day, man. You know. Then um, around October time, I was really depressed. Like I didn't enjoy drinking. I was saying it to my mates. I go, bro, this is bullshit, man. You know. And then obviously everybody's doing coke now. It was different. You know. Uh, weddings, coke was rago, and. You know, it was just a. It was just like this. You, you at the start and then the finish. You know, you, the the way you're feeling. It's it's just hor- It was a horrible time. I just thought this is rubbish, man. Like, and I would go and do all this again. You know, like, oh, it don't make any sense. And then whilst I was sessioning with my mates, I was like, this is bullshit. This is actual bullshit. I'd go to the bar and I'd say, can I have a pint? And I'd get my mate a pint. And I sit down with him, and then we're watching game. And while I'm whilst I'm drinking this pint, I'm looking at the glass, thinking, you know what? This is just poison. We're paying for poison, and is why am I doing this? But I'm still sessioning, you know. I still because I'm addicted, you know. 
um, and it was a way of life for me. I've been doing it for so many years. I don't know any better, isn't it? Then, um, like my cousins, luckily they were Amritari, some of them, and uh, I said to them, you know, I want to come back to Sikhi when I was with them. They're like, oh, there's a camp coming up in winter. Why don't you go there? I'll give you a nice refresher and you'll be around things for five days, isn't it? Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, I'll be on that. They sent me the link. I never signed up to it. Yeah. Then Juggy got arrested. Yeah. Now, the night Juggy got arrested, I got really emotional because I was in the pub when I found out. I looked at my phone and he was about my age, isn't it? And I thought, look at what you're doing. And look what's happening to him. You know, like, how, like, I felt really embarrassed. I felt really like I disappointed my guru. And that night, I was really upset. And then I showed it to a few people in the pub. They didn't give a shit. No one cared, did it? They're like, what are you going to do? I said, no, we should do something about this. And no one gave a shit. And I was sitting there in my pub, in the pub, just getting drunk. And I was just thinking, you know what? These are all losers. And that's how bad it was. I just thought, you know what, they, they're just lame people. And if something happened in the Gurdwaras, two things had a fight, they'll be like, oh, we're the Gurdwaraj from Gepage, you know, all of that. They're the first ones to talk about that, but they won't even talk about Jaggi. You know, they won't talk about the injustices, but when we fight each other, they're like, look at what happened at this Gurdwara. You know, look at this thing, or, you know, like that. You know, like when there's a controversy within us, they're the first ones to talk about it, mm. but they won't talk about something when it's, you know, against us, isn't it? So I realized that. You know, I'm slowly, slowly getting away from this. This isn't me anymore, you know. And I don't think it ever was, you know. I always felt like I was losing a bit of myself just to fit in, you know. And um, the next morning I woke up, I actually went and signed up for it. And then when I signed up for the camp, they said that all the spaces have been taken. But then my cousin got me in. And VIP. Yeah, he got me in because he, he knew Jagraj and he was... They got. Uh, he knew the team, and he said, "Now, nah, my cousin wants to join. Please, you know." When I got there the first night, it was, it was really weird. I was so, all these things with the Malay massive, Bagadaria swords, and you know, korte vajame, you know. And I was thinking, "Oh man, they could be taking a piss out of me. I got trimmed dari and everything in it." And to be honest with you, the night before, I had a bit of session. <laughs> Because I was like, this is going to be the last time I'm going to drink. Yeah. I even like, whilst having my pint, I said to my mates, I said, listen, you're never going to see me drink again. And they're just looking at me thinking, shut up. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all go through that phase. I'll stop drinking for a month. Uh, I'm never going to, then two weeks later, sessions on, innit? Yeah. And they thought of it like that because in the past I've done that, innit? And I said, nah, man, it's different now. It's over. I mean, cheers, you know? And they just, they looked at me thinking, you're too confident. <laughs> yeah. Where did the camp? And then it was the first night was weird. And then it was um, they done part, they done reras, they done hukumrama uh, arti. Arti is amazing. Then there was this beautiful kirtan. You don't know what his name was at the time. And his voice was amazing. Yeah. I was like, wow. And then the guys, I'm sharing the room with that guy. And it, I made a joke. I said, oh, you like the Dr. Dre of kirtanese Yeah. You know, like, and uh, just to, you know, get to know him and stuff, isn't it? And all the other things were like, oh, he doesn't know actually who he is, isn't it? Like, this, this is that Rajan Singh. He's a, 
He goes, do this first things first, grow your dhari. Because you've got trim dhari. He says, grow it. And I was, I was like, yeah, I know that, but what else? <laughs> and he's like, nah, just grow it, trust me. And I said, yeah, safe. Yeah. When I said, yeah, safe, I thought, oh, shit, man. What if I cut it now? I can't lie to him, innit? <laughs> oh, what if I lie to him? You know, like that. And then sometimes I would lie to my parents, innit? I'd say, yeah, I'm going out to see my friends, but I'd be going down the pub, innit? And I thought, I can't lie to him. He's he's sicky, man. He's like, you know, he's a bubba, man. You can't lie to these <laughs> lot. You know? They, they know. Thought, they know. They know. They can't lie to these lot. So I was like, no, nah, you're keeping your case. You're keeping your daddy. Then I made a promise in front of the Sangat. Like, if anybody wants to make a promise and ask God for the help into doing something, nobody stood up for a while. It was right at the end. Then two people stood up. Then I went. And and I just said in front of the Sangha, then I was like, all right, I'm going to keep my daddy. I'm going to keep my case from now on. And hopefully I'll try to become a better seat. As soon as I said that, the Sangha had done so many jagare. Bole sonihal, sat sriyakal, yeah. When they did that, I was like, whoa, you know, like, like there's a new energy in me. You know, these, everybody backed me. The whole, there's 140 people saying, we got you, <laughs> you know? Mm. And I can't explain that feeling. Like, mm. That's what basics of Sikhi is. I think you know, it's, People I... just see this Instagram thing, yeah? But it's so much more. It's the loving, it's, and I'm not just saying this out of bias. It's the most primi, primi means love, yeah? Sangat out there. You know, there's no ego. You know, the people just don't have egos, man. I can't explain it more. They just want to help you, man. And I just wanted to be part of that. And then I just started helping out. And from here now. No, I could, you like, obviously we've known each other for quite a while. And I can, yeah. I know a bit more than you, you know, of your journey. And you could just, and I think even when people are watching this or listening to it, they can obviously just hear the, you know, the genuineness um, coming through in terms of, you know, what you've been sharing. So like, really appreciate you, you know, taking time out and, uh, and no, no, Rick, that. man, look, look, you know, it's me and you, man. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you, you're, you know, you're close, man. You know, so, and to be honest, I, uh, you know, I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all emotional now. Oh no, no, no! I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna pull it, it. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. pull it. I'm gonna pull it back, man. Everyone's here. So, I do this with all the guests. Um, it's called the Bandwagon uh, Podcast. So, this is your chance to either jump on a bandwagon. You, or jump off a bandwagon or something that you want to get off your chest. This is this is your space to do so. Yeah, no, just then um, that was it, man. I was just thanks, thanks again for having me on here as well. But that was it, you know. Then I just didn't look back, you know. Um, it was weird at the start because my friends just couldn't understand it. You know, some people thought I went to this, you know, camp uh, where they had brainwashed me. You know, like. And I'm going to now become a fighter or something. You know, like, you know how, like, they do it on media, and Like, you go yeah. to this training camp and they brainwash you and then, you know. And um, I was like, no, 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 I don't think you guys understand. It's completely nothing like that, you know. And then, uh, you know what? I went to the bar side again. So after camp, after about a month into it, I saw Baljeet Singh again. And I was seeing Sukhdeep Singh as well. He does the, was replaced Jagaraj in it at Park Avenue every Sunday. And he's had a huge impact in my Sikhi. Every Sunday he's there. He was the, he was, he's the guy who's always been there, you know? And even through his journey, he's been growing at the same time. 
because he he recently just took over from Jagraj then as well, mm. you know. So me and him were like, I was I was new, and he had just started doing katha, you know, and I just had I had his back, he had my back, you know. We just and it was just nice, isn't it? You know. So but when I when we had a reunion, um, and a camp reunion, and I said to Baljeet, it was in February. I said, look, I don't really. I'm, I'm struggling right now because I think I'm getting withdrawal symptoms. You know, I'm craving stuff. I'm craving beer, you know, and I'm craving, um, I'm not going to do it, I, but is there any way? And he just said, bro, look, you just have to fight it out. <laughs> I was waiting for the magic, you know, the, you know, if you do this, you know, yeah. then, you know, but he's just, no, just fight it out. And I like that. You know why I like that? Because he didn't do the whole, oh, you know, the magic stuff. He just said, look, just fight out. Just be real about it, you know? Just, Don't worry, you got this. Fight out. Anyway, we went to India again, yeah? And this time I said to mom, I said, mom, I'm not going to no one's house. I'm not going to no one's bed. I'm not staying the night. All I want to do is go to a different Gurdwara. Every day I want to go to another, I want to do a Gurdwara tour every day. So we made a plan. Every other day we did a Gurdwara tour. Yeah? Went to Govindwal Sahib, where there's 84 steps, Bali Sahib. Mm. And on every step, I did Bulamantar going down. And then on the way up, I did one Japji Sahib, one Ananda Sahib, uh, one Chope Sahib, and Anand Sahib and Aradas. And I said, Maharaj, if you want me to take Amrit, give me a sign. Yeah? But please keep me with you. That's all I kept saying. Yeah? Then, I w- then we went to another Anandapur Sahib. We went doing loads of trips, yeah? Mm. The last trip we did was to Darbar Sahib again. Mm. This time it was different. I had more time there. And um, it was about 10 in the evening, 10, 11 in the evening. Um, and as soon as we entered, there were guys doing Jadu Seva in it, which is basically cleaning the floor of dust and then mopping it straight away. And they were in front of us. So when we were walking around, they were walking around the same direction. but. They, the dust is going on us. So me and mom said, you know, and there's one other auntie that was with us, and my cousin. We just said, Let, let's go in front of them and just walk a bit faster. Um, and and that way we won't get dust on us and we'll just go ahead of them, whatever. So we got went up in front of them and we started walking around. They were a bit slower. And I'm telling you why they're important. You'll you'll see why. Um, then we get we come round. And then um, as we get round, and that's where the Ishnan place is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my, I wanted to do Ishnan in it. Yeah. So I jumped into the Sarovar. I did Japji Saib, Chope Saib, um, Anand Saib. Yeah. And then I did Ardas. And I just said to Ardas, I said, Maharaj, if you want me to take Amrit, just give me a, just give me a sign. And I want to take, I want to be your sing. Yeah. And then... I did uh, the Ardas, the end bit. It's a Nanakana, Chardigala, Tiripani, Sarbata Pala. Soon as I said Sarbata Pala, someone shouted Bole Sonehal. And I went, Oh my God. That's Maharaj, isn't it? <laughs> you know, Maharaj just wants mm. it. And it was those guys who had just finished their seva. They finished their seva at the same time I had finished my Ardas. And they'd done a Jakara to finish their seva of cleaning. And I just finished my Ardas and I don't believe in coincidences, in it? Not like that anyway. And then I looked at mom and me and mom both knew my mom was in it. She knows, in it? 
and we looked at each other and I knew that that was it. That was God saying, go for it, son. Mm. You know, it was so emotional. And when I got back, April, Vasaki, you know, that's it. That was it, man. That was, that was a huge, that was, that was, I can't explain it, man. <laughs> you no, know, man, it's, it's, explain it. no, it's really powerful, really powerful, Aaron. And, um, I just, you know, you, everyone's with you and uh, supporting and backing you all the way, mate. So, and uh, we got to start you on that uh, that uh, comedy stand up scene. So, keep it going, bro. Yeah, no, man. I mean, you know, what? I did comedy at the camp the year after. There you go. See, told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, I went on for a bit there. No, no, no. It's oh, cool, no. man, bro. So, uh, let us know when you. Um, uh, you know, open door for you when you come back on, and uh, we'll, we'll check in with the cha cha as well. So, yeah, I'll definitely send the stuff through, bro. Yeah, man, no worries, man. Cheers, yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. No problem, yeah, man. Good chatting, bro. Uh, we'll see you soon. Really good respect. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.